Good morning, family. Today is July 24th, 2019. This is episode number 27. Or should I say episode number 27 sponsored. <laughs> I hope everybody's having a great morning. I want to talk about today. I want to talk about a situation that's pretty much interesting as far as brothers and sisters in looks. I got a clip from brother Umar Johnson. He's a Pan-Africanist. And I'm going to play this clip from brother Umar. And then I'll make my commentary on this clip. Here we go. regard to Steph Curry, that many players in the NBA don't like Steph Curry, they're jealous of Steph Curry because he's light-skinned, and because he's light-skinned, he's admired more than other players who are even greater than him because they were dark and he was light. So LeBron James, Kevin Durant, no one gets the type of praise from the white media as Steph Curry does because he's so light, and that players are jealous of him. I want to say this. I do not believe in light-skinned supremacy. I do not support light-skinned supremacy. I do believe that there is truth to Matt Barnes' comments, but I want to say that I think we as a community need to tackle this demon of light-skinned supremacy because it's going to be very difficult for us to move forward within the conscious community and without it until we... I have had to deal with criticism from brothers and sisters because I refuse to support dark-skinned supremacy or light-skinned supremacy. I have been attacked by sisters who feel as though I'm obligated to marry a dark-skinned woman as a way of validating the beauty of our darker-skinned sisters. I grew up in a family where light-skinned supremacy existed on both sides of the family tree. My mother's mother, bless her soul, my grandmother Betty was a light-skinned supremacist. My dad's mother, bless her soul, Grandma Ida, she was a light-skinned supremacist. There was light-skinned supremacy on both sides of my family tree. And I thank God that I was never affected by that. I always loved who I was. I've always embraced my melanin. And I would even argue that some of the resentment I get in the conscious community is because I am darker than many of the scholars in the conscious community. I do not support or condone light-skinned supremacy at all. I love and embrace all Africans, whether they be light, bright, or blue, black, purple. You understand? Whether you look super light-skinned, you still my brother. Whether you super chocolate, you still my sister. I don't make any differences or distinctions between skin tone. I love all black people, and I thank God that I was not affected by the light-skinned supremacy that I had to endure even within my family. You understand? And for a long time, I said I was only going to marry a dark-skinned woman, okay, because I thought that I needed to validate the love and beauty of our richly melanated queens. But I had to check myself and say, if you're going to exclude all light-skinned women from the possibility of becoming your mate, then you know better than the people you're fighting against. You're practicing your own form of dark-skinned supremacy. So I had to check myself and check my thinking to realize what I was about to do. Well, brothers and sisters, 
I hope you understand <clears throat> that the problem that we're having is self-identity. That is our biggest problem. We're too busy worried about what other people are saying about us as black people. Our mindset is so twisted and so far from being what we are as a people and a community. It is it's sad and it's deafening. And the fact that we're in, you know, 21st century and we're still going through this stuff. It just goes to show you the deep effect that the trichnology has played and played and played itself again on us as a people. We are still fighting an old situation that we should be, even though we've been freed 154 years from slavery, we still are fighting the same old, same old. It's like the good, the, uh, the light-skinned nigga was able to be inside the house with his master and, and sleep up in the attic and get better scraps, even though it was still uh, 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 scraps like the, the brothers and the sisters who slept out uh, in the outer quarters in the barn or wherever the hell they slept in these wooden huts. It still was scraps. It just may have been a chicken bone, but maybe with a little bit more meat on it. I'll use that as an analogy. But the point of it is, is this self-identification that we're having with one another. It's like you take this brother. Steph Curry is a good brother. He's a great basketball player. His father was a black man. His mother, part Haitian, though she may look like a white woman. But see, the, the, the identity of black people as a people is all colors of the rainbow. That's the biggest problem we're having. We're all colors of the rainbow. When you look at an albino, you see an albino just as white as any white person that you may ever see, but he is a black man or black woman. That's because we are the rainbow. I want you to understand we are the rainbow. And until you understand, we come in all colors. You take these racist, bigotous, white folks. They have African blood in them, but they're too stupid and ignorant to understand where they come from. And you don't understand the fact of who they are. So you go and you bad mouth your brother. Whether he be light-skinned, dark-skinned, you talk about, oh, he too dark. Oh, she too dark. Oh, she too light. Oh, he this, he that. See, the technology is still in effect. That's why this self-identity, once you start to really, that's why you have to, I don't know, some might have to go and, and, and get therapy, but all you got to do is read. Get some books and read. You need to talk to your brother. I'm an ecologist. An ecologist is just a fancy name for a life coach. But it doesn't have to be just a life coach. It could be counseling. It could be consulting. 
My job is to help brothers and sisters be able to think for themselves and not be afraid of who they are. And you can't be afraid of who you are. You can't be afraid to say that you're black. You can't be afraid to say, you know, uh, I'm proud of who I am. They got you so twisted that you hate yourself, though you will never admit the fact that you hate yourself, but you hate yourself. It's like my sisters, beautiful women. It's like I love to see a natural woman, natural, uh, meaning what God gave you. When I see all these sisters with this fake hair, fake booties, fake eyelashes, fake all this makeup, it's like, who are you trying to be? When our sister, Alicia Keys, even though Alicia Keys, she is biracial. When she said, I'm not going to wear all that, that crap no more. And when you see Alicia Keys, Alicia Keys is beautiful. She is straight, natural beauty. I've seen some of these sisters on Instagram, whether they be dark skin, light skin sisters, straight, natural beauty without all that uh, Halloween makeup. Self-identity. Get rid of the Halloween makeup and become who God made you to be. When you claim you love God, how can you love God when he made you a certain way, but yet you go and enhance it and double enhance it and enhance it some more with stuff he never even gave you? Just because people put it out there doesn't mean that you should go and use it. Because a lot of that stuff with the, with the fake eye, if your eyes are brown, why in the hell are you trying to get blue eyes with contacts? Trichnology. Your hair may be short, but it's you. Your hair may be beautiful on you, but you got to wear a wig or get some extensions. And you go to the Koreans and buy your stuff, and they don't want you in there, but they'll take your money, and then they'll treat you like shit. And you'll continue to go back. Self-identity. We go back to basketball. Steph Curry, beautiful brother. Beautiful family. If you've seen his father, his father's not a real dark-skinned brother. His father is more like a, he's a, he's a lighter brown. And his mother looks like she may be white. But she's not uh, like lily white or alabaster white. She's a lighter, lighter hue, but she's still a Haitian woman. See, black dominates all. It always has. And they try to make you believe that it's ugly, that it's uh, uh, it's bad. It's like uh, the, uh, the cowboy with the black hat. He's the bad guy. The guy with the white hat, he's a good guy, like the Long Ranger or Angel Food Cake. White cake, devil's food cake, dark chocolate cake. No, it's dark chocolate. That's why devil's food. See, devil. Only devil who named the devil is the true devil who messes you up with technology. And you go for it again and again and again because you hate yourself. You take these brothers who don't like Steph Curry. I don't believe uh, like the brother, you know, uh, 
LeBron James gets a lot of pub. So LeBron James is not one of those brothers who's jealous of Steph Curry. Neither Kevin Durant. Because those brothers get a lot, they get a lot of cake. And they just as popular. But you have some on that next level. They are, they may be. I won't say they are, I'll say they may be. But see, the thing about it, it goes back to identification of yourself. Low self-esteem. If you have low self-esteem, you are going to always think little of yourself. You're never going to think highly of yourself. You're going to think little of yourself. And when you think little of yourself, anything, no matter how much money you make, because these guys are making millions and millions of dollars. Even if you take the NBA minimum, I believe the NBA minimum is either what, five fifty dollars or $800,000 on a scale for any uh, normal working person, you know, may make uh, anywhere between $40,000 uh, on, on the low end, where there's some lower, but we'll just use $40,000 on the low. And if you take the league minimum of Five hundred and fifty thousand to eight hundred thousand dollars. Look how much money! Look how much money they're making. They're making almost ten times, twenty times as much money as the regular person who goes to these games, take their kids, spend four or five hundred dollars going to these games just to see them play. Average NBA player is making, say, anywhere between five and six million. That's the average person. I'm not talking about the league minimum. I'm talking about the average. Sitting on the bench, sixth man, seventh man, eighth man, ninth man. Average, because you you averaging it all out. The big salaries on down to the little salaries. NBA players make a lot of money, and these brothers have no reason to be jealous of anybody because you're all in the same game. You're all fighting to protect the sport to make sure that it stays strong. Because let me tell you, if this bullshit continue, I'm sorry, continues, when them uh, TV contracts stop coming in, you're going to see what your, your real worth is going to be when you got to go out there and get a job. Because a lot of these guys at the basketball, if they don't invest their money right, they ain't going to have no money. It's like if you look at a lot of these players now, they're coming up. Oh, trusting in the wrong people and uh, losing X amount of dollars. A brother uh, used to play for the Oakland Raiders. McFadden, he was a running back, went to the Cowboys his uh, last year of his, uh, uh, the, the last couple of years of his career. He's saying that he is owed $237 million because he trusted in the wrong people and they took his money and didn't invest it the way they said they was going to invest it. See, you go back and you trust people who don't look like you and thinking that they're going to be better than a person who looks like you and they end up screwing you over. And then at the end of your career, you're looking with a big ass lawsuit because you don't have no money or you have very little money that you was promised that you was going to have once you, re excuse me, once you retire. Trust. You keep trusting people that don't look like you. And they know you're an athlete. They know you're busy. So they give you papers. This happened to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar once. Always running to the airport. Get an agent. And he goes. And what does he do? He goes. Now, Kareem was a Muslim. 
but he had a white he had a white agent, uh, white manager, which is crazy. And he goes and end up on Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. This is back in the uh, late uh, late eighties. That's why Kareem had to play for a couple of more years longer than he wanted to because he was he ran out of money. His uh, manager, agent, whatever, misplaced, stole, whatever, however you want to put it, $57 million. Kareem sued him for $57 million. Now, when these guys are getting sued for all this money, chances are they're never going to recoup that money back. They're never going to get that money because that money's gone. But that's what happens. Trust. You think your people can't be good agents and take care of your money. So you trust it with somebody that don't look like you. That's why you go, you think of these people have stores and their stores are more glamorous and glamorous areas that the stuff is better and the stuff ain't no better than what may be in your own neighborhood. But because it's not uh, it, it's not the color of you that it's better. It's the same old theory. Oh, the white man's ice is colder than the black man's ice, which is foolish fucking thinking. And the same with his heat is hotter. How the hell is his heat hotter? He ain't the inventors of heat. But see, that's the technology that is played upon us, brothers and sisters. That's why you have to get your mind right. You got to get your mind right. Self-identity. You got to get your mind right. I would hope that this of all reaches a lot of people. Because this particular message is something that's definitely, definitely important. Self-identity. Take another brother. You take Clay Thompson. You don't hear too much of them talking about Clay Thompson. Now, Clay Thompson's wife, no, Clay Thompson, he's a quad brother. He's uh, the son of Michael Thompson, used to play for the Lakers, used to play for the Spurs, used to uh, play for the uh, Portland Trailblazers, used to play for the Boston Celtics. No, he never played for Boston. But yeah, Michael Thompson used to play for the Laker glory in the uh, late 80s. Clay Thompson is real light. He's lighter than stuff. But Michael Thompson and Clay Thompson's mom is still married. He's another biracial brother. But Steph Curry, uh, father Dale Curry, and Steph's mama, Sonia, I believe her name is Sonia, they're still married. These are not people who've just had kids. They're still married. You're talking about a good 30 years or more. These people are still married married to these women it wasn't that these women like some of them today they come and they they start to get a little bit of fame and then the next thing you know what bam they want to go on their own they getting a divorce getting a nice fat settlement and now they want to start their own brand no clay thompson's mom and father still married uh steph curry's uh mom and dad dell and sonia they still married it's like you take Kobe Bryant. Does Kobe Bryant have, uh, does his daughters have to be worried if they make it to a certain uh, WNBA league or uh, European league that somebody's going to come out and say, well, your daddy ain't, your daddy's black and your mama ain't, uh, your mama ain't black. You know, is his daughter, and, and, and Kobe's got four beautiful daughters because he didn't marry a black woman. Kobe fell in love with a young lady at 17, and they still together. So, you know, you're talking about over 20-something years here. It, it, it's, it's more than just uh, having babies. 
they still married. You know, you got a lot of biracial uh, brothers in, 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 in sports. And the sad thing about it, these dark skinned brothers claim, you know, are the ones that are being allegedly uh, identified, not identified, but being allegedly jealous of a brother, Steph Curry in the NBA or some of these light skinned other brothers. But they go and get women that don't even that's not even a part of their community. They go and get these uh, biracial women or these uh, white women, or these Asian women. But yet, you, you, you talk about a man, or you dislike a man because his parents, it ain't what he had no choice in the matter, but you got a choice in the matter. But you're jealous? Don't make no sense. Self-identity is strong, people. The technology has been played. It does its, it does its job. You don't have to plant the seed because the seed has already been planted and it's been growing for over 150 years. Yeah, it's been growing for over 150 years and it's still growing because black people need to stop hating on one another and start loving on one first. You got to love yourself in order for you to love anybody else. And until that happens, we're going to be in a self-identity crisis even more so. You got to start loving yourself. Stop hating your brother and your sister and start loving yourself. And for you sisters, just be who God made you to be. All the fake ass shots, uh, the fake titties, uh, the fake lips, the fake hair, the fake eyes. Be who you are. You're beautiful. But you're never going to be beautiful as long as you keep adding that war paint. Because if you started now and no, if you continue now, as you get older, you're gonna look like the uh, the wicked wet the, the wicked witch. I'm sorry, the wicked witch of the East, and she wasn't very attractive. So you continue with the fake this, the fake that, the bad attitude. You're gonna be just as bad as that witch that was trying to kill Dorothy, and you're gonna look just like her, and she wasn't very attractive. I'm talking about the Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz. She wasn't very attractive. My brothers and my sisters, self-identity is very important. And until you start to love yourself, you're going to continue to be lost as people, as we are lost as people. Why? Because we don't embrace who God made us to be. And we all go around and praise God when we win an award or we praise God Thank God for this. Thank God for that. But yet you don't do nothing. But then again, you are praising the right God because you're praising the God that's on your walls. You're praising that Jesus with the blonde hair, blue eye. That's who you're praising. So you are praising your God. You're not praising the God that's in the book. You're not praising him. You're praising the one that's on your walls, the one you grew up with in your grandmother's house, the one you grew up with that's in your mama's house, the one you grew up with that's in the churches. That's the one you're praising. My brothers and my sisters, it's time to step it up. This is your brother. And I say peace. Enjoy your day. Get this message and pass it on because this is Brother Wren from a college's real talk. Because this is real talk. No matter how you look at it, no matter how you slice it, no matter what you think of the show, 
matter you see a a a, 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 a platform where it says ecologist a, a podcast and one says oh don't send me no more my guess no problem I don't have no problem sending you nothing and she's a sister but that's cool too because a lot of black people don't want to support support your brother because your brother's laying out the truth and your brother go continue to lay out the truth I'm not backing down. Ain't no need to back down because this is a message that goes all over the place. 2% of my audience is from Malaysia. 3% is from France. That's 5% in other countries. Yeah, I get the stats. So I know what I'm, I know who's watching or li- I'm sorry, who's listening. Yes. I got people in Canada. Like I always say, there's always different platforms. Black Twitter it's one of my biggest uh, 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 recruit re- recruiting uh, tools that I use. Black Twitter. Yeah, but no, it, it, it's black people on there, but it's white people too. It ain't just a black Twitter. <laughs> All right, my brothers and sisters, this is your brother from Ecologist Real Talk saying peace out. Enjoy your day. <laughs>